I want to talk to you this morning about threshold. The Lord spoke to me, uh, was speaking to me about this uh, probably a couple of months ago. And I began to put some things together. I began to realize that uh, most every day, at least weekly, we have an opportunity to step through a threshold. And, and it's like when you go through a door, that board on the floor between one room and the next room, that's considered a threshold. We got that right there, Mr. Carpenter, contractor there? Okay, that's correct. All right, so that's called a threshold. We have one. Where's the threshold at? Anthony, you lose it already? Okay. All right. So if you want to get something done in the church, you call the busy people, right? So I called Anthony and Katie. And I said, will you put a board together for me and put threshold on it so that we can have something for later on that everybody can step over? And he, he even spelled it right. I think, is that spelled right? So in a little bit, you're going to be handed a sticky note, and you're going to write on your sticky note. I just want you to think about it right now. You're going to write on your sticky note uh, some breakthrough that you've been wanting, or you're, you've been feeling like the Lord has been getting ready to move you into a new season, or you need a healing, you need a miracle or something. And we're going to write that on that sticky note, and then we're going to flip this board over, and everybody's going to stick it on the bottom. And as I was reading in the Old Testament, there were times they would take the sacrifices, and they would bury them under the threshold. And so they would bury them under the threshold, and then they would put keepers of the threshold. They would put priests on both sides, protecting watching over to the threshold. You know why? Because there's incredible sacrifices that are made as you get ready to step into a new season. You step into your breakthrough or your miracle. And, and, so, and also, they would even have like treasure chest that they would drill a hole in. When they were coming across, they, they would put their treasure in there because... It was, again, it was recognizing the price. Folks, if we're going to move from faith to faith, from glory to glory, we're going to pay a price. And part of that price is letting go of some of the things we've been hanging on to. Some of it is, is hurt and pain. Some of it are, are treasures that have been holding you back. You know, uh, I, I told a story one time about this, this uh, farmer over in Africa, he, he had these monkeys that were just stealing the crops. And he was trying to figure out, how can, I, how can I capture these monkeys? They're so elusive. Every time I get close to them, they just, they're gone. And so they had some gourds that were wide at the top and, and wide at the bottom and narrow in the middle. And so they would cut the top off the gourd and tie a rope around it and stake it down. So the gourd was, was tied to the ground. And then they would fill the gourd with, with rice. And these monkeys would come, and they would reach into the gourd. They had to get their hand like that, reach in, and they would grab a handful of rice. And then the farmer would come to get the monkey, and the monkey, all he had to do was let go of the rice so he'd get his hand out. But he wouldn't. He was held captive by his own device. He could have been free, but he chose not to let go. 
And there's some of you, God wants to free you up. God wants to move you into a whole new level of faith, into a whole new level of revelation. But the thing is, Pastor, you don't know what those people did to me. You don't know how much money they owe me. You don't know what they said about me. You don't know the pastor, he didn't shake my hand last week when I left the church. You see, you can't hang on to that stuff and move from glory to glory. And so today, you're going to get an opportunity to really look. Some of you have been praying for years, if not months, of coming into a whole new season. The Lord gave you a dream. You've got prophetic word. There's all kinds of stuff over you. Uh, and, and you know that it is right here. But the, the, the biggest thing that keeps people from going from here to here is exactly what this pastor said on the giving. Fear. Fear. People are afraid to execute. Because what if it doesn't look like what I think it's going to look like? Well, you know what? It doesn't make a difference. God's in charge of what it's going to look like on the other side. Amen? So let me, let me give you some, some uh, examples. Let me, let me give you a definition. I love definitions when I start out something. This is a secular definition, but a threshold is the level or the point at which you start to experience something or, what, or at which something starts to happen. That's why it's not enough just to believe, but we are called to exercise our faith. Because see, when you exercise your faith, because faith is, is an action word, it's a ver verb, it's an action word, so your breakthrough is not where you're standing. Your new season is not where you're sitting. It's where you are about to step. That's why the man with the withered arm had to, had to extend his hand. And that's what I want to teach on in the lit class this afternoon. I want to take some time and teach you the steps that Nancy and I go through when we're out ministering in Miracle Signs and Wonders. I really feel that God wants you to understand the simplicity of what Nancy and I do because you guys are charged with that almost every day to operate in Miracle Signs and Wonders around this area uh, through just what's, what I'm seeing on Facebook. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if we can bring something to them that everybody understands, you can move in miracle signs and wonders every day. Not only can you, you need to. And so we're going to show you some simple things that we do where we see bones coming together, people getting out of wheelchairs, people with pain in their body for 40 years, and healed. And so people taking inject. We just ministered to a... A uh, missionary's wife had been in pain for 20 or 30 years, sitting in a chair, squirming around. We're going to be with them in Uvalde here next week. And she'd been having injections in her back, severe pain. And we, we commanded every vertebrae to come into alignment. We spoke to the pain to leave her back. She got up. She began to exercise her faith. Her, her whole body straightened out. Her husband began to video it because he had never seen her walk. He, his, he lost his wife a year or so ago to COVID, and he remarried, and this woman, he had never seen her walk straight. She, she was walking straight. She was walking back and forth. She was getting up, sitting down, and we even got her running 
you know. Now, you know that's Holy Ghost. When you get somebody to get their run on, you know, and, and uh, you know, Lois Collins back in the day, she could run a few circles around the church pretty easy. So, but anyway, uh, this woman got healed. She got healed instantly. And we just talked to her a couple of days ago, and she's still walking in the healing. This is what God wants. It's one thing for the doctors, but we're going to show you that you are not worthy. I had a woman, we were ministering in Oregon, a woman said to me, she needed a healing. She goes, I don't feel worthy. I go, you're not. You're not worthy. Where do we ever get the idea that we're worthy to receive something from God? It's because of his righteousness. Or you got somebody lying on their deathbed, and you're like, but Lord, you know these folks, they served you for 40 years. They did this, they did this. And so we're trying to lay all these things out on them to where they deserve to get the healing. And that's not how God operates. Because if he operated that way, then I pity the person that doesn't even know Christ that needs a healing. Because Jesus is going to heal them also. But if it's by works, then, then they're, they're going to lose out. So we have to understand those things and how God looks at us. But here we are, we're looking at a threshold. Now, let me just uh, relate to some of your experiences right now. Some of you are at a place of major tension. you got major pressure going on, and there's tension. And that happens at the threshold. You see, when you're back here, and you don't have to make a decision, you don't feel the pressure of that, you don't feel the enemy taunting you because there's nothing in front of you at all to make a decision but when you come up to this threshold and all of a sudden it's like the enemy knows if you step over there your life is going to change for the better okay so so what he wants to do is distract you and pull you off of this but the the thing is, is is most people they hang around here until the enemy pulls them off and they, they fail to execute, so they don't ever step into their new season, their breakthrough, their healing. And, and they're facing this tension, and they're facing this pressure. And sometimes what happens is, like, you'll have a powerful meeting in church. The Holy Spirit will move. The glory of God will come. It'll get quiet, and it's silence. And all of a sudden, the Lord's saying, it's your time to step through the threshold. And it's like, but Lord, it's too quiet. You know, and, and it's like all of a sudden, I've got to make a decision. And it's like, I'm afraid to. What if, what if, what if? What if I go pray for somebody, they don't get healed? What if they do? What a concept. What if they do get healed? And, and this is where God wants us moving from glory to glory. You see, the threshold is not just one. I believe there's going to be major breakthrough for the Passion Church, for the leadership, for, for you as individuals, for your family, for your marriages. Whatever you write down, you can write down two or three things as the Lord. And I, and I would encourage you to kind of just be thinking about that right now. But because you're going to get an opportunity to come. Pastors Lonnie and Colleen are going to be the first ones across this threshold. And then when they get over here, they're going to turn around and they're going to be like the great cloud of witnesses cheering. Every, come on, come on, you can do it, you can do it, and you're going to step into your new season. How many of you know, let me just ask this question, how many of you know 
that it's time for you to step into your new season. You cannot wait any longer. Look at this. Look around, pastors. Look. Probably 85, 90% of the people. And so this is going to be a day you're going to be able to mark this down in your Bible and know that I have stepped into a new season. It's so important that we understand that. And, and another thing that defines uh, people that are ready, it's called a holy dissatisfaction. It's like I'm not satisfied. If you are satisfied, I, I was going to ask the question. I don't want to ask the question because I don't want one hand to go up. But if I were to ask this question, it's just rhetorical, so don't raise your hand. But how many of you are absolutely satisfied where you're at? Don't put your hand up. Okay. If you are, you're in a very dangerous place. You're a very dangerous place. And so we always need to be moving forward, looking to move forward. Amen? So, so it's a tangible tension that we feel. And sometimes it can even come in the marriage where both of us know we're to move forward. But somehow we're focusing on only one part of moving forward and the other one's focusing on another part. But if both of you would just come to agreement and move forward, it's going to bring harmony in the marriage. Because the Holy Spirit, He will give you something to bring you together. And we are one, so it's, gonna, it's not even a matter of unity in the marriage. It's a matter of oneness, being one in the Spirit with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so let me just give you... Uh, a passage of scripture in Ezekiel chapter 9. This is kind of a pretty radical picture here. But in Ezekiel chapter 9, there's a lot of problems going on in the city, in Jerusalem. There's a lot of problems here with, with uh, Israel and Judah. And uh, so they're being called out on it. And uh, so the prophet is saying, bring the men with the slaughter weapons. That's quite a weapon, isn't it? Bring the men with the slaughter weapons. Have them come. And then also there was a man with an acorn. He was a scribe and an acorn. I'm kind of paraphrasing this. And so they call them. And when they come, they, they came from the guys with the slaughter weapon, came up from the high place. They came in. Look, they came in with these slaughter weapons. They were ready to do warfare. We got to be ready for anything. When, when we cross over this threshold, we got to be ready for anything. So here they are. They're called in. They cross over the threshold, and these cherubims are meeting them. And it says, when they got to the threshold, what happened? The glory of God was there, met them at the threshold. The Shekinah glory met them at their threshold. And so, and so they were given an assignment. And here's the assignment that the guys with the slaughter weapons, this is a hard, harsh assignment. I want you to go out into the city, and anyone that doesn't have the letter, the, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, Tav, T-A-V, which means truth, and it means several other, other things. Uh, uh, maybe I can give you a couple other definitions in a minute, but... But anyway, it meant that these are the ones that are walking in truth. These are the ones that are in alignment with the Lord. And if they don't have that, you take them out. Destroy them. Every man, woman, and child. That's pretty harsh, isn't it? That was their assignment. 
And then you had the guy with the ink horn. Of course, he was given an assignment on his first trip in across the threshold. He was given the assignment to go out and find those people that are walking in truth and put the letter Tav on their forehead. So he went and did that. And then he's called back in, and in Ezekiel 10, he steps back across the threshold. Now think about this. He's, 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 got his, he's a scribe. He's got the ink horn in his hand. And when he crosses over in, uh, crosses the threshold, the cherubims meet him there. And now they're saying, the scripture's saying, they're putting coals in his hands. Not hand, but in his hands. So what, did he, what is this saying? He had to let go of what he had in his hand in order to pick up what God wanted to put in his hands, which were coals. And then take those coals and go back out into the city and bring cleansing. We're, we're called to carry the fire of God everywhere we go. So that scribe's assignment changed. Many times when you're getting ready to cross a threshold, you know God's getting ready to make a major shift in you. You don't know all of what it is. That's why you're afraid to cross because it's a step of faith. And, and some of you are like, you're like, you know, or you're, or you're peeking, peeking in, but, but you're not quite ready to make the full commitment. But I'll tell you something. If, you, if, if this church is going to be what God's called it to be, and you guys as part of the body of Christ are going to be what God's called you to be. You've got to be ready to make the full commitment to step across that threshold and be everything God wants you to be. Let me give you, uh, let me give you an example here of, um, in Esther. Go to Esther. Oh, uh, before I go there... The word, the, the Hebrew word for threshold is safa, which literally means wait at the threshold, but it can also mean to snatch away. So if you're at the threshold waiting and you wait there too long, the enemy can snatch you away from there and rob you of your breakthrough, rob you of your miracle, your healing, or whatever, whatever is God's wanting to do, bringing you into your new season. And so... But I want to give you uh, a, a couple of examples here. Uh, I'll give you a couple other scriptures here before we, we come into that. Uh, in Isaiah 42, 9, it says, But the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare, for they spring forth, and I tell you of them. God's getting ready to do some new things. He's been talking to you about those new things. But what he's saying is, I'm done telling you about the new things. Now it's time for you to step into the new things, okay? And, and so this is where we have to be careful. Now, I know most of you probably have my book, but in the book, it's so easy to default to the soulish part of our being, which is reasoning and operating from our emotions and feelings and the circumstances we see. We got to stay out of that soulish mode that's the default mechanism. We're spirit, soul, and body. Spirit first. That's God's government. Spirit, soul, and body. We've got to recognize that we are supernatural beings in, in, a, in a natural body, but we're called to operate supernaturally. We, we are created in His image and likeness. 
In his image is, is how we look. In his likeness is a verb. That's how we walk like Jesus walked. How we talk, how we declare like Jesus declared, how we demonstrate, how we love, how we pray like Jesus prayed. We're, 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 we're created in his image and likeness. And, and so we've got to f- try to figure that out. How do we walk in his likeness? How do we, how do we you know, we wear the old bracelet, what WWJD, what would Jesus do, you know? Well, we know what Jesus would do. We've read it, we've studied it, we, but we need to do it, amen? And so, so anyway, so what lies for, for ahead of every one of you is very, very significant for you and for your life. And I want you to be aware of this. God is preparing you for that. God would not challenge you and put it in you and and you wouldn't feel all that tension and all that if God wasn't preparing you to step across the threshold. That's why it's faith. Well, I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, you will when you get over there. You know, that's where you trust the Lord. Well, I can't do that. Well, yeah, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Amen. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or even think according to the power that is within you. So there are signs. There are signs that, that you're, you're at the threshold. You're being called into a greater intimacy. Nancy and I, probably more than ever in our lives, we're being called into a greater intimacy with him. The two greatest pillars in your life is, is an, intimate, an intimate relationship with Christ through the Holy Spirit and a love for the living Word of God. It's alive, active and alive. And we have those two pillars operating in our life throughout the day, learning how to pray without ceasing, being in that attitude of prayer all day, never checking out and, and, and uh, you know, while I put my eight hours, I put my hour and a half in for my devotional life, but never punching the time clock out but 24-7 knowing what it is to pray without ceasing. It's a good place. It's a good thing to learn. But there's opportunities, all kinds of things happening. So God is calling us. It's like when we study the ark. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the, and the Levitical priest carrying it, this is what's happening today. Many of you, you feel like God's presence is moving. If I don't move with what God is doing, I'm going to get left behind. That's what these thresholds are all about. That's what it's all about. If I don't step through here, I'm going to get left behind. And then what's it going to take for me to try to catch up? If, I'm, if I feel the tension and the pressure here, and I'm not, I've got a fear or whatever it is that's keeping me from executing here and stepping across, what's it going to be if I fail to do it here and keep waiting and waiting and waiting? So I want to encourage you just to be people of faith and, and when you hear the Lord, if it's just a small, still voice, a little thing in your spirit, just like, do it. Then step through and do it and see how God will honor that. Most of y'all, if you go here, if you've been going here any time at all, you know how to hear the Lord's voice. And when you hear him and he's speaking to you, take the step of faith. Amen? And so let's go to Esther 5. I'm going to give you these three examples here. So first of all, the first threshold example here is when you're at a threshold, it's time to pray. 
And some of you, if not most of you, you have been praying and fasting and seeking the Lord, saying, okay, Lord, I know you're wanting me to do something. I know you're wanting me to take a step of faith. I know that you've put this on our hearts for a long time. It's time for us to do this. It's time for us to execute. But, but what, if it, what if it just goes south? I don't think anything could have gone further south than Esther coming before the king. She called the people together and said, look, I'm going before the king. If he doesn't extend his scepter, I'm out of here. I won't be taking another breath because that's the way it worked. So either she needed to have his favor or she would be killed. So she's got this team of people praying before she goes. And she knew that she didn't know what the response was going to be because I believe when Esther got to the place of the threshold, she's like, we've prayed, we've fasted, now we're trusting God for the response. We're trusting God whether that king's going to extend that scepter or not, whether I'm going to walk in God's favor. And we know the end of the story. But see, that's the thing is we've got to trust the Lord. And some of you have got to take some big steps of faith. God's telling you, whether it's with your business or whether it's with, let me tell you something. Don't separate your business from the house of God. I preached a message a, a while ago on the difference between vocation and occupation. And back in the New Testament, there wasn't a separation. Your vocation was your spiritual calling. Your occupation was your means of living. There wasn't a separation, but if you look at the Enlightenment movement, if you study on the history of the Enlightenment movement and, and the Industrial Revolution, what they did was they began to separate that, and now we have today's what we call sacred and secular. We're doing a sacred thing here right now. But Monday through Friday, we're secular. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. There was a word in the 15th century, it was a Latin term called vocationem, which meant your spiritual calling. It means your spiritual calling. And so you don't, your, your, your spiritual calling, your vocation, your spiritual calling and your occupation, what you do, should be welded together, not separated. If you're in the marketplace, then these pastors train and equip you to be the salt and the light in the marketplace, not to just come here and be all holy and get your holy stuff on here inside these four walls and then go back out and live a secular life. No, you're, you're, you're to be trained, equipped, inspired, empowered, and continually filled over and over and over again to go out there and be the warriors, be the salt and the light and the influence that God's called you to be in wherever he has you planted. So all the leaders he's raising up, probably if 10% of them are doing leadership here, that's good. But the other 90%, you realize that probably 98% of you will be in the marketplace all week long, Monday through Friday. So you got to learn how to be the salt and light. That was a wonderful worship song on being salt and light out there. I was like, this is good. Because that's what we've got to be intentional. And, and so here is Esther. She's coming before the king. And she makes this, you know, surrender. When we come to this threshold, and we surrender, we don't do a conditional surrender. It's an unconditional. When, when Esther came here, 
She had an unconditional surrender of what the outcome would be when she stood before the king. Is he going to extend his scepter or am I going to die? That was left to the Lord, the outcome. When we step out in faith, when you do things by faith, folks, the outcome is not up to you. You, you walk in obedience and the outcome is up to him. The outcome is up to him. Amen? So that's important that, that we see that. Here, let me give you another story here. This is in the book of Ruth. And uh, let me just kind of give you a little bit of a paraphrase of this. Am I doing all right on time? All right. The problem is you get so many of these devices and you try to figure out, okay, which device did I have this on? So let me give you this story, the story of Ruth and Naomi. Uh, there was a great famine in Israel during the time when the judges ruled. Many people relocated to foreign lands to find food for their families. And a man from Bethlehem named Elimelech took his wife, Naomi, and two sons, Malon and Kilon, and went to Moab to find food and ended up staying there to live. Emelech died. Naomi continued to live with her two sons who married Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth, and both sons also passed away, leaving Naomi with her two foreign daughter-in-laws, daughters-in-law. Naomi heard uh, that the Lord had helped the people of Israel and the food and provided, uh, the, and provided for them back home. So she decided to go back to Bethlehem and Judah and told Orpah and Ruth to stay in Moabite and go back and find husbands, stay with their people. So Orpah did, but Ruth said no. I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to serve you. And so she went, she went um, with Naomi, and they went into this place. And what was neat about this, they suffered all this loss, went through everything. But here, this is where, first of all, Ruth made the decision. That was a threshold right there, to make the decision to go with Naomi. Now she's at a place, and now Naomi's going, look, there's a place being prepared for you. And I want you to get all gussied up and get your cologne. And I don't know, I'm paraphrasing this a little bit. Chanel, I don't even know what that stuff's called anymore. Number five or whatever, 20, probably 48 now. I don't know, it's been so long. But anyway, but, and, and I want you to go down and meet this guy. But here's Ruth. Ruth is out there. She's in the fields. Boaz notices her. You see, let me tell you something, folks. You might think God's doesn't notice you he knows where you're at he sees the tears he sees you out there trying to get a handful on purpose out there gleaning just making it whatever it is so here's Boaz he knows how Ruth has treated Naomi and he's like this is a woman I want in my life and so what he told his people protect her because women would get assaulted in the fields. All kinds of garbage would happen there. He said, I want you to make sure she's protected and I want you to make sure she gets some handfuls on purpose. Leave some stuff out there. So you are not, no matter what you're going through, whether you feel his presence, whether you sense that he's with you or not, I'm telling you something right now that, that you are not going unnoticed. 
and you're being set up. Now, Ruth had to take a big chance to go in there before Boaz. But I'm telling you something. When she stepped and made that decision, a powerful thing happened. God met her on the other side. And all of what she lost was not anymore. She stepped into an amazing future. God has amazing futures for you in your business, in your marriage, with your family, with your ministry, with the church, with, with, with what you're going to do with this community in Cameron. You know, why not put Cameron on the map of, of what is happening with the school boards? And I mean, it doesn't take much to happen in a school board before it gets all over every, everywhere. You know, it doesn't, you know, you too... Be very careful what you say with your mouth tomorrow because you could be all over CNN and, and all these other things tomorrow night. You know, you never know. You never know. So, so you are ambassadors. We're ecclesia, right? We, we are ecclesia. So, so you are legislators basically operating on behalf of the kingdom of God. So you're going into that school board, board tomorrow representing the desires of the king. See, as ambassadors, it's not about us. It's not about the Passion Church. It's about the king. It's about his word. What does his word say? It's not about people. It's like you said. You love those people on the board. You're not after their job. It's just that there are values and principles that, that we live by, that God wants us to live by, and that's all we're doing. We're just talking, having a conversation about that. Amen? And so so here we see this happening with... with uh, uh, Ruth. So you saw the threshold with Esther. Then there's the threshold with Ruth. There's one more I want to talk to you about here. Just a second. Go to Joshua chapter 5. This is an amazing story. You, most of you all know that about Jericho. In Joshua chapter 5 verse 13. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with the sword drawn in his hand. And he got instruction, specific instruction from the Lord. It's amazing. Joshua got instruction on uh, four, at least four different things and said, don't deviate from them, do them exactly the way. And, and one, of the, one of the areas was, uh, of instruction was be quiet, don't say anything. Sometimes that's what the Lord's saying to us. It's time for us just to shut our mouth and listen to what he has to say. But look what happened. Joshua did this, did everything by the book, went around Jericho seven times, and then the last time they did the shout and they took Jericho. They crossed the threshold. God honored them, and they were on the other side. So look, folks, at your threshold, you may be fighting your biggest battle of your life right now. I don't know what you're going through. But I'll tell you something, Father God is far greater than any enemy you could be facing right now, any circumstance that you could be facing right now. And now is the time, this is what Joshua did, he consecrated himself. And it's time, this is a time to encounter his presence. This is a time to listen. This is a time to hear and to follow his instructions. And many of you, you're going to come here today, you're going to stand at this threshold and as you step on the other side, you're going to begin to clearly hear some fresh instructions of what God is, where God is taking you in this new season. See, we don't have to wait till January 1st to do this. We can do it right now. 
And I will tell you something. You'll have other thresholds. You'll have other times where, where God will be taking you from one room to another room to another room. But I want to tell you something. I just read this this morning. A friend of mine, we're going to be ministering in Wales next year. And he, this friend of mine has a Bible school there. And he just put, posted this on Facebook. And he said, when you're stepping into a new room, whether it's the living room, the kitchen, or even the bathroom, you have to have a ceiling. In other words, wherever you're stepping, you need a covering. You need to make sure you have a solid covering. God never intended for us to take this journey by ourselves. He never intended for us to take the journey by ourselves. And so you guys have a solid covering here, a spiritual covering. And that's, that's important no matter where we go. Always make sure whatever room you're stepping into, make sure that it has a ceiling. Make sure that it has a covering, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to ha have Anthony. Thank you. You just sat back down again. He's up there showing me those things. I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. So hand them out. Put your hands up if you want one. Hopefully everybody will want one or two. And you're going to write down, I want you to write down what you've been praying into, what you've been believing God for, and it can be, it can be more than one thing. And remember what you're, what you're doing. Don't put your name on a piece of paper. That way, when people pull it off the board, they're not going to be going through trying to figure out who, who's believing God for what. You know, so, and then we're going to come and have, what's, what's that? Oh, yeah, right, then start prophesying that, yeah. Right, so, so begin to believe, begin to, to think about, okay, this is my breakthrough. This is what I've been believing God for. This is what I've been warring for. I've been afraid to take this step, but today I feel like God is directly speaking to me for my breakthrough or for that new season. Some of you are getting ready to start a business, some of you are getting ready to expand the business. Some of you may be getting ready to take a step of faith in ministry. Some of you may be having an opportunity to, for a geographical move, as much as the pastors would hate to see that. If that's God's thing, then they're open. Amen. So begin to write that down. Folks, I'm telling you something. This works. We've seen people step across the threshold. Nancy and I, we're stepping across thresholds. We're starting to see things happening. You would not believe what God is doing in businesses. Let me, let me share something about businesses while we're doing this. Now, having, having a place of worship, a home church, is very important, especially when you have a church like Passion Church, because these pastors... All they want to do is train and equip you people that own the businesses to be everything God wants you to be. But we have many, many people, we know many, many people that have felt called into full-time ministry, but they felt they were missing it because they had their business and they weren't behind a pulpit in a church doing it. Well, these pastors, they know, they believe in, in the priesthood of the believers, that everyone is called to be a minister. And that's why they train you and that's why they equip you, that you are a minister where you're at. And your business is really not yours. 
you're a steward of what God has given you, and now you get to operate that with kingdom principles. We have some friends that, that we're coaching now, and they're getting ready to sell an automotive business. They have Kelly's Automotive in, in Oregon, two, two big businesses, garages. They do all the servicing, and so they've had it for over 18 years. But part of their purpose was to serve their employees, serve their employees, and helping them to be successful in what God wants them. Can you imagine that? I mean, what a concept. That, that's kingdom. And, and so they're getting ready to sell, doing exits, and they're praying, Lord, the people that buy this business, we pray that they have the same thinking, the same value system, because we don't. these people have been so faithful to us, we want to make sure that the owners are going to be good to these, these people. They're not just a number. Amen. Is everybody ready? Okay, so uh, Anthony, let me put you to work a little bit more here. And Austin, I'll take Austin and Anthony. And you guys can hold that board, flip it over. And all of you that want to come and stick something on that board upside down, yep, keep it like that because we're just going to flip that over in a minute. So just come and, and put it down there. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity. I believe, Lord, that you ordained this from the foundation of the earth, that today would be the day that these people would step across the threshold, no longer standing in their fear or their concern or worried about things, Lord, but today they would take a step of faith, cross this threshold into what you have for them. Lord, we know it's going to be glorious. The future is beautiful. It is amazing. And, Lord God, today they are stepping across into the future that you have ordained for them. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And just believe it. When you step across, Pastor Lonnie and Colleen, come on up. And when you step across here, really believe how whatever you've got to put out in faith to believe for that. And you can have your folks come up.